And now we step into that message portion of our service. And so last week on Easter, we celebrated the resurrection of Jesus. And one of the things that the resurrection of Jesus actually means is that everything that Jesus teaches is true. So this week, now we're going back to the beginning of Jesus' ministry to learn some of the things that he teaches. Today, we hear about his conversation with a guy named Nicodemus, a Pharisee. So we'll hear more about that in our video for this morning. Jesus was in Jerusalem for the Passover feast. One night, a religious man came to see Jesus. The man's name was Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He studied and taught God's law, and he tried very hard to obey the law. Nicodemus wanted to know more about Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. No one could do the miracles you do unless God were with him. Jesus said, I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now Nicodemus was confused. He thought that keeping all God's laws was how a person got into heaven. Besides, what Jesus said didn't make any sense to him. How can anyone be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Jesus said, A person cannot enter God's kingdom unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. When a baby is born, he gets physical life from his parents. Physical life doesn't last forever, but the Spirit gives people a better kind of life, spiritual life, so they can live with God forever. Jesus said, Don't be surprised I told you that you must be born again. Nicodemus still didn't understand. How is this possible? He asked. Jesus said, When you don't believe what I say about things I've seen on earth, how will you believe what I say about the things I've seen in heaven? Do you remember how Moses raised up the bronze snake in the wilderness? Everyone who looked at it was healed. Like that, the Son of Man will be raised up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. Then Jesus told Nicodemus about God's great plan. Jesus said, God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God did not send his Son to declare the world guilty, but to save the world. Anyone who believes in him is found not guilty but anyone who does not believe in him is guilty already. Nicodemus needed new life, eternal life, but he could not do anything to earn it. Eternal life is a gift that comes only from God. God showed his love in this way. He sent his one and only son to save the world. Everyone who believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. So Nicodemus and Jesus are having this conversation, and both of them come into the conversation with very different expectations. Right? Nicodemus is a ruler of the people. He's a Pharisee. He knows some stuff. And, and he's coming to Jesus to see what kind of person Jesus is, if Jesus is going to be the kind of Christ that fits into his worldview. And Jesus... His goal for Nicodemus is to make Nicodemus fit in to his kingdom. 
if we back up for a second and think about, think about how Nicodemus approaches this situation as a ruler of the people, as this thing called a Pharisee. That's kind of a funny word. Let's all say that together on the count of three. One, two, three, Pharisee, right? And if you've heard the song, they're so fair, you see, because they have this idea of what right and wrong is. They read God's law, they pour over it, they basically dedicate their lives to knowing God's law. And so the Pharisees, throughout the New Testament, they don't always get along with Jesus because they have an idea of what is right and what is wrong. They don't want somebody else to tell them what is right and wrong, and they want to be the people that tell other people what they should and shouldn't be doing. That's what the Pharisees are. And sometimes Jesus doesn't really fit into their ideas of right and wrong. So throughout the New Testament, if there was a hashtag, not my Christ movement, it would be led by the Pharisees, right? Because they had this specific idea and they wanted whoever the Messiah, the chosen one of Israel, was going to be to fit into that idea. And Jesus just doesn't. Now, If a Pharisee is somebody who knows what right and wrong is, who is quick to tell other people what right and wrong is, and doesn't want anybody else telling them what is right and wrong, I'm sure that somebody probably comes to mind when you think of this. Try to resist thinking of that person. Because the truth is, as human beings, we all have a little Pharisee inside of us. As a religious leader, it, it, it is so easy as, as the person who gets to stand up here every Sunday and tell you what God says. It's so easy to think that, that I have it all figured out. Right? It's so easy for me to think that, that I know the difference between right and wrong and don't need to learn anymore. And it's so easy as one who sits in the pew the same to hear it every Sunday, to think that we, we know what is right and wrong. And it's so easy living out in the world to think we know what is right and wrong. And it's so easy to run that risk of having a little Pharisee living inside of us that says we don't need anybody else to tell me what's right and sometimes even to push Jesus out of that role. There's a little Pharisee in every single one of us. But the good news for us this morning is that Jesus comes for Pharisees. He came for Nicodemus. He came to have a conversation with Nicodemus. And just by coming here, just by Nicodemus coming in the night to talk to Jesus, well, Jesus takes Nicodemus and his situation and tries to fit him into his kingdom. And so Jesus doesn't really entertain Nicodemus' questions as to whether or not Jesus will fit into the kind of Christ that Nicodemus was expecting. But he does entertain Nicodemus' conversation by saying, if anyone is going to see the kingdom of God, they have to be born again. Be born again. I don't know if you've ever reflected on this, but recently I've been reflecting on how weird it is that we celebrate birthdays. And my, my wife has spent a lot of time and energy. We're getting close to my son's first birthday. A lot of time and energy goes into the planning of the first birthday. And we have gifts coming to our house. And, and with all that's going on, 
you would think that he had done spectacular things. But he was just born a year ago. And in fact, in the, in the birth of a human, I think you have, you have less to do with that experience than almost any other experience in life. Right? We are completely passive when we're born. If anything, Simon should be putting effort into celebrating his, his mother on his first birthday. And yet, and yet, that's what's so beautiful about a birthday celebration, it is the fact that the human being we're celebrating has done nothing but receive the gifts of God, the gift of life. And we're celebrating that God gives these gifts even to this passive person who is simply born. And in the same way, Jesus tells us to be born again. He tells us to be born of water and the Spirit. He tells us to undergo this thing called baptism. He tells us to believe in Him. And to be born again is nothing that we do. It has nothing to do with us figuring out what is right and wrong. It has nothing to do with us doing the right things and telling other people to do the right things. But we're completely passive in being born again. Just like we come into this world, we come into the kingdom of God completely passive just by the things that God does for us. And he gives us his gifts of life and of forgiveness and we celebrate those. For God, not for human beings did something special, but for God loved the world in this way, that he gave his son so that whoever believes in him would not die but have eternal life. And this is a life that we get for free, not by anything that we do. And because Jesus gives us that life so freely, we come and we live in his kingdom almost like infants, almost like children, completely relying on him, not thinking, I need Jesus to fit into my worldview, not thinking that I need Jesus to be the kind of Christ that I want, but we just thank him for letting us be a part of his kingdom, for fitting us into Jesus' life, that life that goes on forever because of Jesus' death and resurrection. We thank him for being the Christ that he is because Jesus fits us into his life with nothing that we do.